You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. To Lost and Rewound. My name is Alan. My name is Turkey. For the episode, his name is Turkey. I'm the Turkey. Turkey Hoffman. Turkey McHoffman. Did you ever have like the Turkey Hill lemonades? I don't know why they call it Turkey Hill, but I guess it's like no. You mean the ice cream? Didn't they make a lemonade too? I mean lemonade. Cornering the market on <laughs> products that are served to you by grandma. We are here every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern and Radio Free Brooklyn, and uh, we want to thank Radio Free Brooklyn for bringing us along here for Season 4. This is our 51st episode, officially now surpassing my days of 50 tapes from the Danziger Zone days. Those days are done. Those days are over. <laughs> we'll never listen to one of those tapes ever again. Oh, no, we will. <laughs> Fuck that. We totally will. If you want to... Oh. If you want to contribute to Radio Free Brooklyn's financial ease into the new year, and trust me, I'm pretty sure we'll need it. Call, uh, call Santa Claus. Call Santa Claus. But first, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge, and you can donate $1, $2, $5, $10, any amount of money that you see fit. And, of course, with every pledge, there will be gifts. So there's plenty of swag to be gotten. Yes, so what you do is you plug your computer into the wall first. You, you look for an outlet. There should be a thing in your room. It's got two lines and it looks almost like a little mouth. You plug the computer in. And once you plug it in, you turn it on. Then you got to sign up for something like AOL or whatever that is. Then you go onto the internet and you go to our webpage. And again, it's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. You have to use fingers. They're appendages. They come off the end of your wrists. And then you start to type. You begin to type. And then you get the money zapped. You can do this all different ways. There's also another site you can go to to do this as well. It's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash LAR if you're still with us. Uh, so I was trying to explain it in layman's terms. RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash LAR sponsors our show directly. We would love to hear from you if you have any contributions to our show to talk about your own tapes. Lost and Rewound at gmail.com. Let's begin. We
guest this week is a writer, producer, and comedian who hails from Staten Island. He's made quite a name for himself on the Manhattan Neighborhood Network as a host and creator for the public access talk show, Mid-Evenings with Jay Miller. Most recently, however, Jay has taken his humor to cable television, working behind the scenes and in some cases on camera for True TV's hit show, Impractical Jokers. Jay Miller joins us in the studio. Welcome, Jay. That sounded so professional. We like to tout ourselves as professional every yeah, now and again. it sounded almost scripted. <laughs> you know? Uh, and I didn't find it in a can. <laughs> not, that's not how it originated. By Jay. the way, I've been looking up uh, Turkey Hill. Okay. Uh, and it is an iced tea and ice cream. Interesting. Yeah. So those are their, their two products? There's no more? Uh, well, they make dairy products, but here's the most exciting thing is that in 2011, Turkey Hill opened the Turkey Hill Experience, <laughs> a 17,000 square foot attraction based in Columbia, Pennsylvania that pays homage to Turkey Hill's history. I'm <laughs> so going you go on, you go on a pilgrimage. <laughs> To, to the turkey. You what see what it, you just did there? Do you see what you just did I there? I did, I did. <laughs> oh, you, t- you brought it around to to Thanksgiving? <laughs> what, were, what were Thanksgivings yes. like in the Miller household growing up? Oh, I once got into a fist fight with my uncle. That's cool. On Thanksgiving. So a little bit like that. That's that's family. Yeah, that's family. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old were you when that happened? Oh, man. That was maybe... Uh, 10 years ago or something like that politically so was, uh, charged or just like some like i don't remember what happened i was it was uh alcoholically fueled mm. uh those are the best fights someone goes why'd you guys fight and go nobody knows yeah i don't know <laughs> i have no idea all of a sudden thrown punches and uh besides that they've been they were very nice i don't know why that's the first memory that came to mind but usually we just uh we sit we watch football and we uh eat uh, a ridiculous amount of food. We start at like 12 o'clock, and then my mom cooks like wow. appetizers all day. Yeah. So first she'll make uh, like stuffed mushrooms and then panza dots. Do you guys ever have those? What's that? It's like uh, it's like a potato croquette. Is that how you say it? Croquet? I, I wouldn't know. It's like mashed, I, I, it's like mashed potato. Sounds, I've had them, but I don't, I don't know how to It sounds like them. an appetizer, yeah. Yeah, it's a fried mashed potato and mozzarella ball. That's what it is. Oh. That's good. Oh. And we eat it all day. By the time we get to dinner, we're like, we're stuffed. How does someone like Jimmy Hoffman eat Thanksgiving now with being gluten-free and all? Yeah. I can't do the cheese. Are you gluten-free by choice? Is, are there people who do that that torture to themselves? Is that a thing? Are these people who are, like, tr- fighting for some sort of, like, they have a mission in their in their mind? No, I have to. I just to me it's not like that I have to. It's just I have I I appreciate not being stuck on the toilet for three hours at a time. Fair enough. These are like, that. you know I have sometimes I have deep thinking to do, but, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> if you have a nice if you have a book to read, you'll eat some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to catch up on my taxes. Thanksgiving for me was always it was always the best because when I was growing up in middle school I wasn't allowed to have like sugar, wheat or dairy in the most basic terms to put it at and thanksgiving was good because it was a lot of protein a lot of meat a lot of everything that i could have but for some reason to this day i just can't get down with cranberry sauce no i never uh, i never liked it i can't eat anything without cranberry sauce he needs I'm, it i put he cranberry sauce on my turkey <laughs> on my mashed potatoes on my stuffing it's my favorite thing the, the jellier the better when people make those real that real cranberry sauce i can't mess with. can you curse on this 
Yeah. Yeah, I can't fuck with Everyone that. asks. I love it. <laughs> that should be the theme of our show. Is it, is it okay if I, if I drop some F-bombs right now? Yeah, real cranberries, I can't, I can't fuck no, with No, everyone that. loves that can. They, that and can. they even like the way that it looks like a can. <laughs> it's the only food you eat where it holds the shape of the container. <laughs> that noise it makes when it finally comes out. <laughs> oh, it's making my mouth water. Oh, my, my dad loves that stuff, too. He's like, get that can out. Get it. Where is it? He flips out. He has to have it, too. When did you begin mid-evenings? I have to ask you. I feel like I'm a little bit of a, of an idiot about mid-evenings because... Everyone is. There's like 10 people who watch it, so don't worry about it. Uh, it I started it like... I started it doing it live like in 2009. Uh, it was kind of like a live theater thing that we did like in a, the back of a bar. And then we brought it to like a big theater. And then I brought it to Staten Island Cable Television. And I've been doing it there. Uh, I stopped doing it like uh, maybe a year and a half ago. They don't mm-hmm. want me doing it at, at Staten Island uh, TV anymore. They just don't like it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> they said, we don't want to see you or your kind around here <laughs> <Yes>. again. It's <laughs> basically what they told me. I put in for my producer license, and they were like, you're denied. What? So, and then I moved from Staten Island, so I guess there goes that. So now right, i got to try yeah. and do this, this B-cap. Is that what's called? Well, I, was just, I was just thinking it's one of those things where if you don't live out there, you don't go out there. <laughs> There's not a huge amount of people that are like, oh, I'm, I'm always in Staten Island on the weekends. Uh, I lived in Staten Island for 40 years, and now when people are like, I'm doing something, like I have a party this weekend on Staten Island, I'm like, oh, man, what? Exactly. Who, and you lived out who there. Who wants to go and there? And you're still like, no, 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 no. I don't want to go there. I mean, if I lived in Manhattan... I'd be staying in Manhattan. I think you just kind of, you know, if you find a place that's good to stay around, that's why you're moving out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Manhattan's the only one that really draws you because it's got, like, you know. Girls. Yeah, and millions of dollars <laughs> just falling out of the right of the rafters. Right out of the rafters. What was the catalyst, though, for even getting it all started to begin with? Obviously, there was a love of performing in front of others and getting all of your friends involved as well. Yeah, I, I guess I've done stand-up, and I just never like it. I like things to be more inclusive and kind of like a, a like a party for everyone else and stand up always feels like just me just it just feels very masturbatory and I still like haven't figured out how to do stand up and like I still haven't found my voice in stand up I've been doing it forever but I still do it and it just like it just never feels right so I got to keep trying stuff like mid evenings is the one thing that felt right I was like all right this character I enjoy this show I enjoyed because it wasn't about interviewing like famous people. It was just about interviewing just regular weird people and everyone just doing weird stuff and yeah, just weird dreams that I had that I was able to fulfill. Weird dreams, man. For people who haven't watched your show, there seems to be a pretty clear line between a show like yours and a, say a show like Eric Andre or a show like Chris Gethard. Um, and there's a lot of irreverence, but it all cohesively comes together at the end because that's what you're watching. You're watching just completely unscripted, crazy shit going down and seeing what comes of it. Yeah, Chris Gethard, we definitely fit in with him. It's almost like a club you have to be in. The people who get it, they get it. Mm-hmm. You know, like not everyone who watches the Gethard show is like, oh, I love this. But it's like, oh, if you get it and then you're like in that world and you know the people, then it's like your own little secret thing that you're into and for us it's always seemed like the people who are into us is that thing it's like this kind of weird secret thing they're into and sal volcano was a part of that whole group and uh that kind of 
sped things along with going to where you are now. Yeah, that's where I met Sal from Jokers, and I asked him to be on my show, and he started doing a bunch of stuff on my show, and then he became a big-time superstar. He asked me to join his thing. And that's it. Been living the dream ever since. Yeah, they're uh, they're big. I, cause I uh, I'll mention them when I because we'll go to Staten Island and then people will, I did I do tourism and then people will go to Staten what? Island and then, and then people will go. What is this place about? Mention something I would know with Staten Island and I'll go. Okay, you got Wu Tang and Impractical Jokers and then I'm telling you a lot of grandmas. It is crazy how much people love the show. But we, I need to go back to where you say you do tourism. What, yeah. is that, what does that mean? I uh, bring people around the city. I feel like tourism is paying me to hang out with people. <laughs> I just hang out with them and show them places and then tell them funny stories. And you take them to Staten Island? We take the ferry. The ferry is the best. And then we get off and then we go, we got to get the hell yeah, out of here. We got to get out of here. <laughs> let's, let's grab a Dairy Queen and let's go. <laughs> let's go. Don't step foot on the island. If you, if you leave this building, you're in serious oh trouble. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Right. But they love the ferry ride. The ferry ride is the best. I tell everyone, ride the ferry. It's free. It's beautiful. There's a Dairy Queen on the other side. Amazing. I can't stress that enough. The DQ is definitely on point. Yeah. What, what, what else besides the ferry and the DQ to you define Staten Island? Uh... Define home. <laughs> That's tough. I don't want to, like, hate on Staten Island. Like, Pete, Pete <laughs> Davidson just got, like, crushed for it. Yeah, what, I heard, what, about, I what, heard about that. What happened? Well, Pete Davidson, he's a Staten Island guy. He talked about how if all of Staten Island got swept up in a tidal wave, he wouldn't lose any sleep over yeah, it. Yeah, he really, he really <laughs> shit on it really bad. Like he, They were like, hey, you're from Staten Island. Why do you like, tell us about it? And he was like, I hate that place. <laughs> I mean, when he was doing stand-up there, it's not like everyone there was super supportive of him. And the place is filled with assholes. And we like 87% of us voted for Trump. And it's just that kind of place. I guess while I'm there, it's like I love it. You know, and I've always repped Staten Island really hard, and I don't want to be like this guy now that I left. I'm just like, fuck Staten Island, but it's a rough place. It has it has its great moments. It has its good places, but there's a lot of rough stuff there. You excited about that Ferris wheel? <laughs> Ferris wheel's being built across the street from my apartment. Really? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. There's a huge outlet mall and then a Ferris wheel. Yeah, it's, it's I don't really get it, um, but... Hey, well, I mean, is New York is New York is just trying Nobody to do it. Gets it. New York is just trying to do what other people have done again. I feel like the Yankees are a microcosm of the city in that way. But for years, it was like, have you made it? And you're like on the bottom swing of your career. <laughs> Come to the Yankees, and we're trying to squeeze the life out of you. You know, all these other places in the world, like London's got the famous Ferris wheel, so we're like, yeah, we could do one of those. Yeah, yeah. Put it up over in Staten like Island. Disney. Like- Disney yeah. is like the Roger Clemens. We're like, well, why don't we sign Disney to Times Square? Yeah, of course. One side you look over, you see New York City. Other side you look, you see the dump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a great idea. We'll put it out. It's, it's like, I'm just thinking of like, why? That makes no sense. It'll be good know. for your business, though. I, I mean, all the time is just all this different stuff. Are people really going to go to Queens? Like, is that going to be the next thing? Or are they going to be like, I'm, I'm going out to visit northern New Jersey? It's weird to me. We just keep on expanding it out, that's all. Yeah. Well, I was There's kept... a lovely bed and breakfast in Teaneck. It's like, what? Have you been that's to true. that amazing brunch spot in East New York? Oh, my God. We're going into this period of the show where people are wondering, what what is Jay doing here? Other than just being a class act and awesome. Because you brought clips. I mean, oh. do you think people really are wondering what I'm doing here? <laughs> I think people know you have guests on your show. And, and, I don't and think and people tradition- are like, why is this third person here? Tell me, what is this man doing here talking to you? Uh, you brought- Get out of my house. No, but I, I have to disclose this because you did bring clips, but I have not heard any of it. 
Oh, is this like a first? This is nobody. Oh, this is a first. I don't he, think there has he, been a show that I. He's a pre-listener. He's. A I, I, pre-listener. Well, I, we talked about that before uh, we went to. Oh, did air. I send them too late? Is that why? Oh, you didn't send them too late at all. No, on the contrary. <laughs> what is that? Is that sarcastic? What is that voice you just did? I was being sincere. I'm just, I, I'm, I am... Don't be sincere like that. You can't be sincere by talking in a different voice. Like, yeah, you seemed like uh, it's all of a seemed like you seemed like no, no. it was the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, <laughs> it's like asking someone, "Are you happy to see me?" Oh yes, I am very happy to see you. Wait, <laughs> you must answer these riddles three. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. No mince words. You brought clips that I specifically was happy enough to not listen to first because I was excited to hear them for the first time as we go to air. This is not something that I normally do, but on the real, it does not matter. As long as I have these clips to play for the listeners, it's all that matters. Yeah, listener, I, and I'm not. Even, when you told me initially, I had a great clip. I'm sorry I couldn't get it digitized in time. I told you about it the other day. You did. And Do you want to uh, summarize that a little bit since we don't have oh, it? I have a, like a bag of cassettes, and my, my friend c- collects them. So every year for his birthday, I just give him like five of my cassettes. But I don't know what's on them because I, I don't know how to digitize them. And, and so I just have like a box of unnamed tapes. And he called me up that morning. He was like, hey, one of those tapes you have has a weir- really weird thing on it. I used to gamble as a teenager. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I had a gambling problem. Uh, I didn't realize it until I was like 37 years old. But, nice. Uh, <laughs> I was about 18 years old. I had won around $6,000 gambling, and my bookie didn't pay me. And so I got involved with some guy who was going to help me get my money back, like these guys from Howard Beach. So it's this phone call with these like guys talking about how they're going to get my money back and it's that's amazing yeah i'm sorry to like hype it up and now i don't have it for you but whenever you get it when i come back to yeah, the show say, yeah, bring yeah, it back seriously. next time that's <laughs> in the meantime we do have uh this clip of you as a child singing what is your age in this clip man i have to be uh five six seven uh, okay. I have yeah, no idea. Triple Ages is my favorite, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I mean, anything between the years three and nine is all one year to me. Like, there's no difference. <laughs> You're like, a cat? Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's like, I remember that I remember that I ripped a tooth out of my mouth one time. And yeah. that happened, uh, you know, and that, that was like, that was a block of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was a brutal moment, and I was proud of it. I can't tell the difference between when I was six and when I was eight. That's fair. It does. The only difference is my teacher. That's the only thing that, yeah, that marks you, time for me. You always remember the teachers that you had in grade school and that defined what age you were. My haircut. I'll think back and I go, oh, I had long hair then, or oh, I had short hair. Because there was times I had a giant fro and times at, I had really like long six, hair. At like six, seven, eight? Yeah. Wow. I had really long hair when I was four. And I chopped it off when I went to elementary and grew it out by the time I was nine again. Oh. Okay. Let's take a listen to Jay Miller singing.
through some of the lyrics on this <laughs> <laughs> nice oh i love you right clearly i'm in love but then what did i do to you i said at some point <laughs> <laughs> you, you, did, you did a wrong <laughs> i did a wrong on the playground uh it's just you and me and then i started singing she fights over and over <laughs> And, I, and then the line that I sing that really sticks with me now is, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm six years old just singing, what's wrong with me? Oh, man. A lot. Did you sing like that too as a kid? I did. I, did, I, I did as well. Kids just like sing it out about some weird song and you have no idea the context. I know I sang Elton John around that same age. I'm not sure if I told this story before, but when I was in first grade and we had um, bathrooms in the classroom, instead of having to walk outside the classroom to use the bathroom, we just had them uh, built in. And that was just yeah. for the, it was just Wait, for the, explain <laughs> how this wait, wait. He's not explaining it right. Yeah. What he's saying is that like in the back of the classroom, there's another room where there's a bathroom. You make it sound like in the middle of the classroom, there's a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, using it. So I was thinking of pissing and banging a room. <laughs> I can tell where your brain went right away. Wait, wait, what? Yes, <laughs> I went yes, to the yes. bathroom in the class, in the middle of the classroom. <laughs> so I was using the bathroom in the back of the classroom, and I for whatever reason, started singing a song, thinking that my singing is not going to be audible from the rest of the class. And the song that I was singing, if it wasn't the theme to a very lesser-known cartoon that aired on Nickelodeon called Spartacus, it was what I thought was the song from Spartacus. I looked it up later on, and it didn't sound anything like the song that I was singing, but I was singing it. Spartacus! Spartacus! Like, whatever it was in my head. So I walked out of the bathroom, and all the kids were just laughing at me, classic style, pointing fingers at me, being like, yeah, we heard you. <laughs> I never heard of that cartoon. I mean, I honestly, I think it was Spartacus with a K. Are you, are you, are you looking it up right I, now? I found something Spartacus cartoon. Spartacus and the Sun Beneath the Sea. That's definitely it. Wow. It's French? It's, hey. And it was with a K, you're right. Yeah. Nickelodeon had a ton of shows from like Australia and France that got distributed over to the States. You know which one I used to really love was mm. um, King Arthur and the Knights of the Realm. That was on HBO, I remember. So Merlin goes to the modern day, and somehow King Arthur and all his knights got trapped like in a crystal or something by Morgan Le Fay. And then he needs to find people to stand in for King Arthur yeah. and like take all their armor and fight Morgan Le Fay. And he finds a high school football team. Of course. 
And they're like, hey, we, we should throw the pigskin around. But, like, now we're going to go fight in ancient England with all this armor on. And they have, like, superpowers, too. Like, Arthur has, and the guy's name is actually Arthur, of course. Naturally. He's got, he's got a shield with a dragon on it. And, like, when shit really goes down and hits the fan, like, a dragon comes out of it. Wow. Pretty great. Pretty great. That's real smart stuff for a kid, sounds like. I like to sing songs like that. I would sing theme songs from Nickelodeon TV shows. Well, I think a difference between your generation, I feel like I'm much older than you guys. Probably have a decade on you guys. I'm 34, so we're, we're oh, close. Oh, a little er. less than a decade. All right. I'm 10. <laughs> we <laughs> know. I, this is a prosthetic beard. Those theme songs to television shows were the best, and they don't make them anymore. And it's funny, just to give you an idea, like Game of Thrones, like that intro video, everyone just hates it because it goes on so long. It's like one of the only shows that still has an intro, like music I, and I like intro. It, I like intro music a lot. Yeah, it really like psychs you up for the show you're about to see. I was on the uh, subway one day and this violinist came on and he started just playing the Game of Thrones song. Yeah. I gave him a buck. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Hard it earned. Was, yeah, I was just, I felt it because I was like going into work. And at that moment, I just thought to myself, if anybody really crosses me at work, I'm a Game of Thrones. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about this second clip that you got called You Lied to Me. Oh, okay. It's a bit of a theme. Is theme. this also singing as well? Yes, but now I'm older. Now I'm an adult. Oh. I started playing guitar when I was like 18. Okay. And then I got a four track when I was probably around 20 and I used to sit in my room and make all these, just make songs. And this leads to the next two clips. I just found this one song and I don't remember ever hearing this song. I heard it like for the first time, like two days ago, and I've never played it for anyone. So this is like a debut. Exclusive, exclusive. This is an exclusive, yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah. Play some ex explosion sounds. So this is just a song that I made. I mean, it's a comedic song with really bad harmonies, but it's only like a minute long, right? Something like that. Yeah, we could we could make it through it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. The song is going out to everyone who's ever been lied to. The song's called You Lied to Me. You lied to me. You lied to me. You never told me that your middle name was Ingrid. You never told me that you didn't know how to swim You never told me that you lost a leg in Vietnam You never told me that you are not on the pill Because you lied to me I didn't know that you were homeless You lied to me I always thought you were a virgin You lied to me You're not really a vegetarian You lied to me Your favorite show is not friends You never told me that you were born in Alaska never told me that you were allergic to hats you never told me that your kids all live in idaho you never told me that your favorite play is cats because you lied to me i thought you really loved me you lied to me i thought you really cared you lied to me you only like me for my mustache you lied to me you Harmony. That oh was brilliant, gosh. dude. Wow. I always did this thing where I never did a second take. <laughs> it was always one take only, and then just like, all right, that's that. We got it. Uh, so does you just like Clint Eastwood, apparently, then? People have always said, musically, you are just like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a similar problem that was like named in that song. 
Ladies just dig me for the stash. That's it's it. Just the they stash. Only like you for your mustache. Just the stash. Who was uh, singing that with you again? That was me. There was somebody else singing with you, or was it you just fluctuating your voice? I just sped up my voice. Oh. And I also was playing with a slide guitar. Wait, so what you're saying is you? it was like you, it was you and you, like like Biggie was Biggie. It was like Biggie. Madeline yeah. and Quasimodo, basically. Yeah, were, yeah. You, were you thinking in your mind, did Biggie give you inspiration for that? For the, I wonder if – I don't know if Biggie was a thing. A thing even at that point. Well, yeah, no, Biggie was a thing. 96, 97, 98, Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Biggie was a thing, and no, he did not give me any inspiration on that. What was the inspiration? Well, what's funny is I only listened to hip hop growing up. That was all I did until I started getting into college radio in '94, '95, '96, and got into like punk rock. And then I guess I got into indie rock. Then I got really big into They Might Be Giants. So that feels like a very They Might Be Giants song. Mm. I still can't believe I was playing a slide guitar. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, I did hear that. That was the slide. And I don't think I've played that ever since. The metal finger slide thing. That's how much I've used that thing that I've no idea what it's even called. <laughs> like dudes will come up from from like from up south and then like they're like, oh y'all in New York don't know about this. And then well, start, yeah. they'll start playing guitar. Yeah. When I was learning how to play guitar, my teacher told me that there's no way I'm going to be able to learn these different songs if I don't buy a capo just as well. For creating a song like that, you would never have been able to if you hadn't gotten whatever that doohickey is. I did it and created a hit. It's doohickey, dude. It's doohickey in this room, damn it. He did say doohickey, did he? Doohickey I just wanted in this to, room. to ignore that. Doohickey. I'm never, I'm never gonna let that slide. <laughs> Not in you my studio. <laughs> Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. So basically what I would do is I would I would sit in my room all day and just make these songs. And my sister, who's 10 years younger than me, was in the other room on the computer. I would just yell at her. I'd be like, Jen, what do you want me to sing about? And she would say it, and then I would sing about that. And then a couple years later, I bought a drum machine, and I would set up a microphone and a drum machine. (laughs) But I never learned how to use the drum machine, so it was just one beat that I would use every time. And then I would sing into the microphone, and I would sing songs uh, like this one. I am looking forward to amazing drum machine sounds. (laughs) Yeah. Reminded me of like Nine Inch Nails for kids. <laughs> yeah. So this is the part where you get embarrassed, right? I just want to make it clear that I'm not like I'm not proud of that one. That's your musical taste now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you the- came to the right place. <laughs> you came to the right place, laddie. 
We've got all kinds of songs like this. <laughs> Remember, this is the place where I just said do hickey and fucked up one constant. So no, you just said do dicky. Don't try and turn it around. I, you know, it's all good. No, it's definitely not the most embarrassing sh- uh, song that was recorded by one person <laughs> on this Look, show. We're not going to call Dave Lawson now, but Dave Lawson's Solar is the Word is one of the greatest things to come on this show easily. This guy wrote a musical about the sun being where everybody should move to and just like have sex with each yeah, other. Yeah, he's like wow. talks about having sex on the surface of the sun. It was wow. beautiful. No, it really was. Dave, if you're out there, it was beautiful and we 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 mean it to bring it up only as a way of endearment. And just as well, I'm sure we'll be bringing up these clips in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's just your new Pick theme it. song Pick for the show. We are always about the self-made musics of yesteryear. Because yeah, I, I, got, I got to find those ones. They're I, all rough. I, I already talked about that I'd done them before, right? But I still haven't brought them on the show. You owe us. Yeah, I did once. So I'll just I'll let you know, Jay. I recorded all the tracks that were the musical tracks by just doing audio. Mouth, like doing a, <laughs> a sound of a guitar <laughs> and the sound of drums and the sound of bass and then putting it together. I mean, that's like some Bobby McFerrin stuff. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, and then, like exactly. And then, and then the band was called Coral Sex. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. Right, it's real you. wet. Real wet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I definitely have them somewhere. I know that I, I think a friend of mine has them as well backed up. So I had an exciting right. moment as an adult. Is when, when I was a kid, when, all those songs I used to sing, I used to do all the music tracks for them. Just like you'd sing a song. You'd be like... Uh, you know, be like, I love you, I love you, and I had like this one song that I would just like do it. I sung it like as a kid, and then I got a guitar, and I was like, Oh, I could turn those singing parts was- into real guitar things. And, <laughs> I, and I remember like playing it one time, and it really was just one it was just like do, 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 do. I was like oh this is eye opening yeah. <laughs> you mentioned your younger sister Jen you have two older siblings right yeah so were your older siblings also musical or were they too old to the point where they weren't even in the house anymore no it's funny that you mentioned that I mean they didn't care about anything that I did so and I'm, they I'm just, just let Jay go right into the corner and do his thing. Yeah, I mean, you hear this throughout the house. This is uh, that wasn't a, like through a four track. That was a four track and my microphone through an amplifier and right. me recording it on like a cassette. So you hear this throughout the house of me like yelling and singing, and no one, m- my sister or brother, never said anything to me about it. <laughs> that kind of explains the relationship I've had with them. Sure. They were never like, oh, I really like that Picking It song you did. Or, <laughs> or even would have taken, we really hate that Picking It song you did. Ooh, so where your parents were totally cool with you just entertaining yourself. Yeah, I don't think they cared. I, it was, for me, it was just entertaining my sister. That was really like the goal of everything. So she was my only audience for many, many years through of my the, life. Through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> There's a song here called Softball Song. So was this, that also for her? This is a classic example. This is just setting up how my sister was always in the other room. And I would always tease my sister. When she would get in trouble, I would do this thing where I'd go, which is just a way of laughing at her. And it's a really like subtle way of messing with someone. And if you could really tease someone by making that sound, it's great. Where you're just like, it's just like a way of laughing through your it's, S's. It sounds like the way that the um, the dog would laugh on Wacky Braces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, like with his teeth and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, every, and then the guy hated it when he'd be laughing at him. And he'd always be like, stop, Molly, stop laughing at me. <laughs> so those, that's, that sound became a sa 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 So I would just, when something would happen, I would just go sa 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 It just became more exaggerated and more heightened. So when I made fun of her, and she still gets bothered by it now, that if something would happen, I'd just go, sa, 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 sa. So this is a combination of me making fun of her, me teasing her, and, uh, and me making songs in my room. So this is a combination of everything in one. Jan Miller, this goes out to you. Glorious. Hello? Yes, Mr. Stanfield from Moore Catholic High School. Hello, Sergeant. Jan. Door. It's for you. Hello? 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 I think so. Well, it's Thursday, this Thursday and Friday and next week. So, I mean, we're out on the field out there. So, if you bring your glove and try out, we'll be out there from 3 o'clock on. Okay. You okay? All right. Bye. Bye. I thought it was Lou. That's what they sound for you. Let's go out to Jenny, the extended fast dance remix. Here's another one going out to Jenny. Hope you can dance to it, and I hope you like it. Let's go out to Jenny. You like that, Jen? Yeah, this one's going out to you. You ready for it? She got a phone call from her softball coach. I should have mentioned that part. Some guy uh, in high school softball called her up and asked her if she was trying out. That was creepy. Did anyone else feel like it was a little creepy? <laughs> what, the phone call? Yeah. Oh, oh. I guess I, I should, should have prefaced it with that. <laughs> uh, I was just like, I don't know. Why do you want to know if I'm trying out, coach? Maybe I'm trying out, coach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm, Possibly try out. Well, she was definitely like taken <laughs> aback. She wasn't ready for that phone call. Yeah, because she, she's just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. And then, and then I had to make fun of her for that after it. 
And that was that was pretty much it. That's me making. It fun was of my um. That was a good clip. With that, that was that with, was amazing. It's just one drum beat that I use for. <laughs> I have several songs that have that same drum beat underneath it. I love it. <laughs> like that's that was the dream. If I had a, a drum machine, I would have been making beats that were so shitty that we'd be talking about them all over oh. the show at this point. Um, I wanted like a mixer. I wanted like a record player. I wanted the whole thing. I wanted to DJ when I was in high school. Right. Well, you couldn't even have wheat. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Alone a mixer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, stand up uh, comedian. <laughs> I toured with uh, with this band. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish? Yeah, yeah. Did you tour Wait, as a musician? Hoops. No, I was I was a tour manager. For this tour, I was just a driver okay. with, with uh, Atari Teenage Riot. Wow. You guys know them? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I asked Alec to come by, help me buy a drum machine because I didn't know what to get. And I was like, oh, man, I got this, like, to me, like the super famous person helping me. And I bought this $500 drum machine. And then I just used one beat on it. It was just like, play, this is it. I used that beat for five years, and then I lent it to someone and just never got it back ever again. Yeah, the whole lending stuff to people is sort of like, hey, do you want this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm having a giveaway right now. It's basically, could you could you store this until I ever need it again? Yeah, I'll possibly come back to you years from now angry. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you willing to have this situation happen? Well, that's the thing. If you ask me now, do I have a drum machine? Yes, I do. It's at Dove's house. Where's Dove? I have no idea. <laughs> but that's where my drum machine is. sister won some uh, um, uh, Mad Libs contest. This is me talking to her about it. Let's take a listen to some <laughs> radio magic from 1995 or 1996. It's right around that time, yeah. Awesome. I believe uh, I believe my uh, sister should be online. Hello, uh, welcome to the, uh, the rock. Yeah, hi. Hey. hey. Jen, see you there. So, Jen, tell me about this big uh, Mad Libs contest you won. You're a con- you're a okay, first you're off, a Mad Libs champion. First you're the off, king of Mad Libs. First off, I wouldn't be the king of Mad Libs. What would you be? The queen. But the queen. Well, that would mean you're second best then. No, because who's forget be- it. who's better, the king or the queen? The king. So okay, so you're second best. But then. the king's female equivalent is the queen. So no, yeah. it's not. Yes. No, it's not. Okay. The king is better than the queen. All right, whatever. If you're playing so, call, you're like the Jack <laughs> of Mad Libs. How does that sound? You just gave me like the third place of Mad Libs. Well, I, you, but, want, okay, them, you so, want them to be in first, and you call up and say, uh, I'm second. Win. What? I didn't win. Okay. I was a runner-up. You were the Jack. Okay, so I Okay, was so the, you were the queen. So of, I was the queen. You were the queen of, uh, of uh, the ha-ha, uh, the, the Mad Libs. You're thinking that I, like... Filled in the best Mad Libs ever. But you didn't. That's not what I did. What did you do? I made up a Mad Libs. Oh, you made up Mad Libs? 
Yeah. Oh, well, even better. No, 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 no. It took me a while. I had to make up a big, long thing. Why don't you make one, make some no, up for it tonight? No, it wasn't even funny, though. But why don't you make some up for tonight? But it wasn't even funny. Well, try and make them funny for tonight. I'll try. Okay. How uh, about I could, I could get you some from the books that I have. See, uh, the, books I, are, the books aren't very funny, though. But... Go ahead. Do you want to get the book? Seeing as I have 15 of them. Do you have the book? How about we'll do one with you in the book, and then uh, uh, we'll do one of mine. Are you uh, going to get the book? I'm very close to the book. Let's do mine first. <laughs> okay. And then we'll do yours. I'm Ready? I'm not very good with spitting out ad adjectives and <laughs> ver ad ver <laughs> verbjectives. Verbjectives. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh. Give me a guy's name. Jay Superstar Miller. Or maybe not. Um... Okay, uh, give me a verb ending in ing. Um, running. Give me a, a noun. Um, chicken. Give me a verb. Jump roping. Jumping rope. Jumping, jumping. Now give me your a favorite quote. What? Go ahead, give me a quote. Watch out now. You know what a limerick is, right? No. It's a limerick. Okay. There once was a guy named J. Superstar Miller who got his kicks by running. But he fell in a chicken. Now he can't jump rope. Now all he can say is, watch out now. <laughs> That's good, right? See how it's going to work, Jen? Uh -huh. Do you see the hours and hours of comedy we're going to have? No. Okay, go ahead. Give me... You have one of yours? Um, yeah. A shorter one It would be best if you had one. It's kind of short. Okay, that would be best. It's the shortest that I could find right Okay, now. let's go. Wait, I gotta get a pen. Gotta get a pen. Hurry up. This is short. This is pure comedy. Jen, you know what? What? Why don't... Uh, it's too late. I was going to put it on hold and come back for it, but hey, you know what? The listeners are so enthralled by this conversation. Oh, yeah. They want to hear how the Mad Libs, the next Mad Libs are going to go. Of course. You want to know why? Because they're mad. And they're lips. Yeah. Who's that, Mommy Coffin? Yeah. Tell Mommy I said hi. Mom, Jason said hi. Tell her I'm on the radio. See if she wants to come on the radio and do a Mad Libs. Do you want to go on the radio and do a Mad Libs, Mom? No. Come on, put her on the phone. <laughs> I want her to do a Mad Libs. He wants to talk. He wants you to do it. She doesn't want to talk. Come yet. on. Tell her, please. He said, please. A he real said, mom would do it. A real mom would do it. She said, no. Tell her she's my stepmom. <laughs> he said, you're her stepmom. <laughs> she said, yeah. All right. She won't do it? No. Ah. Uh, all right. Sorry. I guess we'll just do yours then. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Adjective. Um, happily. Noun. Um, <laughs> um, Adam Ant and the controllers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, it's not that easy to spit out nouns. Okay, go ahead. Adjectively. Okay, go ahead. Noun. Wowzers. <laughs> Adjective. Fantastic. Part of body. Uh-oh, San Francisco. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Noun. 
Um, potato rolls. <laughs> Noun. Um. Uh, um. Dola. Everyone's favorite radio, uh, Jay Miller show, uh, member. What? Okay. Adjective. Um. Ouch. My ass. That's not an adjective, but okay. Plural noun. Uh. Plural noun? Yeah. Um. The shit. What? <laughs> the sh. The sh. I can't say that. Why not? Because. I guess I can't say it either. No. Okay. Uh. The shirts. Shirts. Adverb. Um. Adverbative. Floggily. Floggily. Is that a word? Yes. Noun. This is it. A noun? Yep. No, that's not it. That's not it. No. Um, Elvis. Elvis? The King Elvis. Oh, Elvis. The King of uh, Rwanda. Wait, Elvis, the King of Rwanda? Yeah. <laughs> this is the longest phone call I've ever had on my show. Yeah. You know how long it is? Because it's to me. It's 80 minutes. Yeah, I bet it is. Okay, go ahead. Let's okay. read it. Here it is. The comedy, ladies and gentlemen, of Mad Libs driving on the tips. Jay Miller Show. These are driving tips. Oh, these are going to be great. Yeah. Driving a car can be fun if you follow this happily advice. When approaching Adam Ant and the controllers on the right, always blow your wowzers. <laughs> Before making a fantastic turn, always stick your uh-oh San Francisco out the window. <laughs> Every 2,000 miles, have your potato roll inspected and your dola checked. <laughs> when approaching a school, watch out for... Ouch, my ass. Shirt. <laughs> Above all, drive floggily. The king of Rwanda, Elvis, you... What? <laughs> Elvis, the king of Rwanda, you say, may be your own. That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I think that's good. You like that? That was pretty funny. All right, great. Well, Jen, thanks for uh, being a part of the show. All right. And you know how long this phone call was? How long? 80, minutes. I bet it wasn't. Okay, so uh, enjoy the show. And if you write your own Mad Lib, call up and we'll do another one. All right. All right, Godspeed. Okay, bye. bye. So that was Mad Libs, me and my sister. I think that went pretty well. 95, 96, you were in college. I was in college. That was my college radio station at the College of Staten Island, mm -hmm. WSIA, where I spent Six years in college, and uh, I pretty much spent every day at the radio station. You and, and I are kindred spirits in that regard. Yeah. I was uh, four years a radio DJ junkie. Uh, where at? Ithaca College. What was your college? W-I-T-R? W-I-C-B. Oh, okay. I would sleep in the workroom every now and again in my senior year because uh, he was I, homeless. I, yes, he was, <laughs> I had keys to the palace. I had keys to the workroom, and I would work late, and I would fall asleep underneath fluorescent lights. And sometimes I would wake up. Love, the morning drive, people were like, "I just love radio and not I swear. and not and not sleeping under a bridge." <laughs> so you were in college, and your sister then was in middle school. She was like eleven or twelve. Yeah, and 10, so, 11, 12. so she's calling her big brother's radio show. Yeah, she was on like every week. She would call in 
and be on the show. That's so cool. Yeah, it was it was fun. And you would uh, do talk and you would play music. Yes. It was very tricky because they wouldn't let me do a talk show. They wouldn't let me take calls on the air. My radio station, they did not like me at all either. It's a running theme of any place I've ever done a show. They have not been a fan of mine and I've gotten kicked out. So I would play a song and then I would record my conversations on a DAT tape. And then when the song would end, I would record the DAT and press play and make it sound like it was a live phone call coming <laughs> in. So it was a lot of work and it was not – it was, funny. It was very funny. tricky. Yeah. I used to be in there at night. They used to have one room where they used to get all the promo CDs, like extra CDs on a CD case. So I would climb up that, go through the ceiling to go into the promo room and then take CDs I wanted. You didn't put them back, though? No, I would take them for myself because uh-huh. I had earned it. Okay. I had worked hard for free. Maybe that's part of the reason they didn't like me. That might be a good reason. <laughs> uh, there are always possibilities. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I look back on my past and I'll say, you know, I wonder what was the origin of this. It wasn't me taking all the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> this set the course for a bunch of other higher-ups being at odds with you when you were there to do whatever you wanted to do. And, you know, be a little more fringe than the normal standard bears. Yeah. My biggest problem is like, hey, I'm doing a thing that people are really enjoying. Like I did a radio show that had the most listeners. Now, granted, that was like 15, but that was still more than anyone else had. I think you, yeah, you uh, And it that became a thing. Like why is no one, you know, why aren't you guys being more supportive of me being creative? Same thing with the place in Staten Island. It's like, you know, people enjoy the show. Why kick me out? Why not be more supportive of it? But wah, wah, wah to me. It's all about the dollar bills and your bureaucracy and the lizard people, and it's just a thing. Yeah. It seems like everything that you've done in your career and your art has been to be as inclusive as possible, as you pointed out earlier in the show, but that your beginnings were clearly rooted in that and then continued. Really, really a thoughtful way of going about the process. Wow. Was deep. That was deep. <laughs> he, he will. Elon will. He he, he this. He knows how to describe poetically people's journeys. <laughs> well, it's you're, you're not stopping. You're clearly you keep doing it. No, but a lot of this stuff now, I'm realizing the real theme of all of this is kind of me doing stuff on my own, just for my sister. <laughs> like, well, that's where it started, and uh, then it became more taking care of quality control. You know, realizing that you could uh, entertain not just your sister, but if hey. My sister's entertained by us. Everybody else is going to be. I could entertain half a room full of people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that's it. I need to just find a few more people like my sister and then I'm blowing up. We feel you like somewhere out there, there's a collection of 14 individuals listening to this right now. That's true. It's an amazing thing. If we're lucky. Wow. Yeah, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling when people like your stuff. And I, I've always been like, when people tell me, like, I really like your stuff, I'm always like, why? Like, that's yeah. super weird of wait, you. you listen? Wait, wait, how? Yeah. <laughs> You're extremely active in social media, and you are always up to something, Jay Miller. Oh, man, I'm really going to turn you into a liar on that one because uh, I have nothing going on right now. <laughs> I, I really don't. I don't have my – I'm not doing mid-evenings. Uh, I'm randomly doing stand-up, but less and less. I'm just working on Impractical Jokers, you know? Yeah. I'm just kind of putting all my energy and focus into that. It's funny. I like that show. Yeah, people seem to like it. I like Do you that go show. on tour with them, too, though? No, I did in the early days, and then they got really famous, and they're like, we need real comedians to open our show. 
Not that that bothers me, <laughs> guys. Uh, <laughs> no, that's it. And then I'm I'm focusing now on Christmas. Uh, I didn't celebrate Christmas last year. Hmm. It just kind of came and went. It was the first year. I was like, I'm not going to celebrate it this year. Yeah, I've scrooged it sometimes. Every so often, I got to scrooge it. Yeah, <laughs> but this year, you know, I got a new place. I'm going to put a tree up. You know, maybe uh, meet a nice girl and have sex with her. Hey, little Don and Blitzen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People could find you on Twitter at mid-evenings. At mid-evenings on the Twitter. And yeah. your website is also midevenings.com. It is, yes. I got offered to be in this like UFC commercial. They were like, uh, hey, we want to cast you in this UFC commercial with champion Luke Rockhold. They're like, can you send us your reel and stuff like that? I don't have a reel. I don't even have a website. I don't have anything. And I was like, oh, yeah, let me send it to you. And I called my friend. I was like, can you please make me a website today? And he made me a website in a day, and it's great. Wow. And then I sent it to him. The whole shoot is canceled. Like, oh. <laughs> Luckily, the whole shoot got canceled and not just – it wasn't just me. But, uh, yeah, that's what I have going for me. You could have been like in a, like a Dave & Buster's commercial with him. Like, hey, look at all these great drinks I'm getting. Hey, Rockhold, put him in a sleeper hold. Yeah, kind of. It's one of those things where, like, what's that thing where the guy thinks he's just going into a gas station and then it winds up, it's like a... It's an octagon. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're getting power. You know, the guy's coming and choking you out. And you're like, this is great. It's, I, I, it's like I can really taste the action. Yeah. And I can taste the inside of your armpit. It's a prank. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a prank commercial where we beat the shit out of people. <laughs> That's. Oh, okay. I like it. I well, like it. If and when the next time you're on the show to cover more of these amazing clips that you so kindly provided to us, that we will hear more about good things coming uh, on the horizon. Yeah, come on back now, yeah. Oh, anytime. This was fun. It was, it was nice to go down the, the lanes of memory. Old, old, old memory lane. Are you like a prospector now? I'm anything you need me to be <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> remember that. Remember that. Jay Miller here on Lost and Rewound. Thanks so much again for being here, dude. Thank you, guys. And thank you to all of you out there listening every single Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. See you next week and have a lovely holiday. Thanksgiving? You don't even help your mom in the kitchen? I've never cooked anything. Never. Uh, I can make some eggs. Yeah. yeah, man. My egg game is on point. <laughs> and my pasta game, you don't know about that. You know? That's it. My boiling water game. Mm-hmm. Put, a little, put a little salt in there. You yeah, know what it baby. Is. <laughs> I just broke my chair. <laughs>